you are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Periods are uncomfortable at best and extremely painful at worst. We can't avoid them, but we can definitely choose helpful food and drink to get through it a bit easier. And surprise, it is not red meat. Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv and today I'm talking about what you should eat when you're on your period. Hydration, iron and omega-3 are some of the key words you're going to hear today. Different people have very different symptoms during their period and it can also vary from month to month. However, a lot of us experience headaches, nausea, back pain, cramps, mood swings, bloating and an upset stomach. Your period is a time when it's definitely no fun having endometriosis as my pain is pretty intense, so this is a topic close to my heart. Learning about this from Healthline and a couple of other sources, I was surprised to find that red meat, though high in iron, is not necessarily the best option, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But here are some of your best friends during your period and why. You need to hydrate with water, ideally, or hot drinks if that helps you get more liquid in you. This will help avoid those horrible headaches because they are caused by dehydration. Fruits and vegetables that are high in water, like cucumber and watermelon, are great too. Don't drink alcohol. This will just further dehydrate you. Ginger is a fantastic remedy as it is both anti-inflammatory and helps combat nausea. You can read more about benefits of ginger on my website, thefromscratchbody.com forward slash ginger, or I did a previous episode on it on my podcast as well, so you can go and check that out. Don't have too much though, as that can cause heartburn and you don't want to add that to your pain, but a bit of fresh ginger in your tea or your food will help you. Iron is very important during your period. And you can get that from leafy greens like spinach and kale, and also from quinoa, tofu, fish and chicken, to name a few. I've always thought that red meat would be great for when I'm on my period for this reason. However, reading about it, I learned that it might be better to get your iron levels up using some of those other sources, as it is high in prostaglandins. I hope I pronounced that right, something your body produces at this time anyway. And though it serves a purpose, it is for your uterus to contract and get rid of the uterine lining, this causes cramps. You don't want to add to that feeling. Peppermint tea. I'm thrilled to learn that a study from 2016 shows that peppermint tea helps relieve period symptoms like cramps and nausea. And this really fits with my personal experience. I have definitely experienced that peppermint tea has calmed down both my period pain and my endometriosis pain. 
A different study shows that omega-3 can help relieve period pain as well, and it seems omega-3 can help reduce depression. Now, this is good to know for any time in your life, but it's certainly very useful during times where your mood can really take a dive. You can get omega-3 from fatty fish, like salmon, for instance. You can check out my salmon and veg meal video on YouTube. Flaxseed, flax oil and nuts including nut butters or maybe granola or some nut snacks. All of this you can find on my website. Magnesium is a huge help for your mood. And several studies show that magnesium will help you regulate your mood in general, as well as when you experience PMS symptoms. You can get magnesium from dark chocolate, which also has iron, by the way, yogurt, which is also great to regulate your body's bacteria to fight yeast infections, spinach, nuts, quinoa, and tofu. So you see some types of food keep coming up here. So definitely try to come back to this episode or check it out on my website if you can't remember them next time you are struggling with uncomfortable symptoms from your period. I hope these tips can help make your next period a bit more bearable. What are your best period pain remedies in your personal experience? I'd love to hear from you. Message me on Instagram at the From Scratch Body. And now we're going to make one of my holiday favorites, bagels. got to love a tasty, chewy bagel. I especially love them around the holidays. This recipe has been tried and tested extensively for research purposes, of course. You make your own bagels? People seem blown away by this, but honestly, it's not much harder than bread, rolls or other similar baked recipes, except for the super fun added step of boiling your dough. It is very similar in many ways to anything that you bake. I first learned how to make authentic New York-style bagels from the website Sophisticated Gourmet. So this is based on their recipe, but over time I have changed it up slightly to cut down on sugar and salt, and I've experimented with wholemeal flour to make them slightly healthier. It's just because I eat them all the time. And it has worked perfectly. I've also cut down on the baking time slightly from that original recipe. So this is how you make bagels. This makes about eight fairly large bagels. You need two teaspoons, that's roughly seven grams, which is the usual sachet size of dry yeast. Two teaspoons of sugar, one and a half cups of lukewarm water, four cups of flour. I do two cups of plain flour and two cups of wholemeal. This works perfectly. Half a teaspoon of salt optional i have tried this and it was delicious one teaspoon of pumpkin spice in with the mix some toppings i mean there are so many different ways you can go with bagel toppings and you can just google to get some inspiration but i love sesame seeds and poppy seeds and i usually do both on all of my bagels and you need one egg this is what you do in a small bowl add half a cup of the lukewarm water and pour in sugar and yeast Don't stir it until it has sat there for about five minutes. Then mix it well until the sugar and yeast dissolves. In a large bowl, you mix the flour and salt, and if you're adding it, pumpkin spice. Then you add in the water-sugar-yeast mix. Then slowly add in the final cup of warm water, bit by bit. 
You might not need it all, so be careful. You don't want the dough to be too loose. You want it to be nice and firm. Knead the dough for about 10 minutes until it feels really nice and firm, yet elastic. If you need to add some more flour, that's fine, do that. Put the dough back in the big bowl and let it rise for one hour. Then take it out, punch the air out of the dough with a quick knead and then let it rest for another 10 minutes. Divide the dough into eight sections and roll them all into nice even buns. Then you use your finger, you can have flour on your hands so that the dough doesn't stick so much to you, to make the holes in the middle of each and really stretch the dough out so the hole is a decent size because it will close up a bit again when it's resting and baking. Place each bagel on a baking paper placed on a baking tray. Cover the bagels and let them rest for another 10 minutes. Heat up the oven to about 210 degrees Celsius, about 410 degrees Fahrenheit. In a saucepan, bring water to a boil and then reduce the heat slightly. Carefully, with a slotted spoon or similar, you lower a bagel into the water and let it simmer in the water. You'll see it grow bigger during this time for about one minute and then flip it over. Let it do the same on the other side for another minute. Do this with each bagel and then place them back on the baking tray. Mix the egg in a bowl and brush the egg wash on top of each bagel. Then drizzle your chosen toppings, sesame and poppy seeds for me, on top of each. If you do the egg wash, you don't have to, but it really helps whatever you put on top to really stick to the bagel. Bake in the oven for about 18 minutes. That's the perfect time for me, but each oven is different, so keep an eye out on them. Let the bagels rest on a wire cooling rack when they are out of the oven. It's delicious with scrambled eggs, cream cheese, salt beef. There are so many ways to enjoy these babies. Did you make the bagels? What did you top them with? What did you have them with? Share on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.